Today I'm with the eminent Abby Johnson, uh, many ways the face of pro-life movement in the United States of America. It's a great honor to have her on, especially here after the overturn of Roe v. Wade. And today we're going to talk about how the left pushed too hard, shoved it down our throats, went harder, harder, finally post-birth abortion, whatever that is, uh, and Americans had enough, and finally justice was served through the Supreme Court. We're also going to talk about how we can get involved, how we can help women, how we can adopt and care for unwanted children, so-called unwanted children, and uh, her ministry, Loveline, etc. So, Abby, what a great day to be in America. <laughs> it is, yeah. It's a great, great time to be pro-life, right? Yeah, I mean, I remember uh, interviewing you like a year and a half ago, two years ago. We actually discussed what would happen on the state level if Roe v. Wade was ever overturned. And remembering our conversation, I, I think we were both like, that would be nice to happen. It was kind of like a fantasy. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah, and here we are. And here we are. And we already have, uh, how many states have trigger laws? I think 13 already have trigger laws to go ahead and begin ban, begin restrictions. Yeah, and a bunch of them already have. I mean, generally, there's a sort of a 30-day waiting period before uh, this, you know, opinion actually is enacted. But uh, a whole bunch of them have already said, nope, we're doing it now. Uh, you know, trigger law is in effect right now. So a bunch of abortion facilities have already closed, um, which is exciting. You know, so we're looking at 26 states. So 26 states within 30 days are going to be abortion free. So they either have trigger bans, they have uh, something, they have constitutional amendments, or they have something previously in their state constitution that protected life from the moment of conception. So we're going to have 26 abortion free states. There are many other states that are currently right now looking to ban abortion, you know, and then you have some others around 11 that are, you know, sort of deep blue, right? So, you know, California, Massachusetts, Maryland, uh, New York, New Jersey, Vermont, you know, states like that, that, you know, have essentially codified Roe where abortion is accessible, available, really through all nine months of pregnancy, pretty much for any reason. Some states in Colorado, for any reason. Um, and the taxpayers are, are footing the bill. And then you're going to have some that are in the middle. So Florida is an example. Virginia is trying to pass a law. Um, Ohio has enacted their heartbeat bill. Where they're in the middle. So, you know, Florida, Ohio, they got a 15-week ban. I'm um, sorry, Florida and um, what did I say? Virginia, they have a 15-week ban. Ohio's got their... So you have some that are going to be in the middle. But for the most part, uh, in the majority of our nation, it's going to be either deep red or it's going to be deep blue. And, and it's just going to be very polarized in one way or another. Yeah. Now, when you say 26 states will be abortion free, I mean, Abby, are we serious here? Are we talking about first trimester? What about plan B? I mean, how how about the, the finessing well, of the early abortive measures? How How is that going to work out in, in these 26 states? 
Well, I mean, when we typically think about abortion, I mean, they're not going to have abortion clinics. Okay. So, so abortion like Planned Parenthood clinics, is goners? Planned Parenthood is a goner. So abortion clinics are going to be no more. That's all. Everybody okay. thumbs up on that. Go ahead and thumb up the video. I mean, that yeah. is amazing. I mean, so, just... abor you know, abortion facilities as we know it, legal abortion in those states is going to be gone. Now, does that mean women are not going to have access to abortion? No. Um, because evil continues to exist, sure. right? So, yeah, I mean, uh, if you outlaw gun crime, uh, gun crime still exists. Gun crime exists, right? right. I mean, rape is illegal. And rape it happens. Exists, right. So, um, okay. So women can still, uh, in, in every state get, uh, they still have access to medication abortion. Okay. So are you 46? Even in states like Texas, uh, where we live, where it is illegal to send medication abortion pills through the mail. Okay, we have a, a bill that says you cannot transport medication abortion pills through the mail. Well, women are still getting access to medication abortion from pills sent to them out of the country, which is completely unregulated. Okay, so they're still doing that. Women can still go to other states and have abortions. And in fact, you've got, you know, evil people, I and mean, I'm just going to say evil people like Gavin Newsom in Colorado, I mean, in uh, California, who says California is going to become a sanctuary state for abortion. And we are going to be the premier location for abortion tourism. So we are going to, in, in their state, Gavin Newsom has, uh, created a $125 million fund what? with state taxpayer dollars so that women from places like Texas, Arkansas, Tennessee, you know, all these red states can come into the state of California, have their abortions on California taxpayer dime and, and have their abortions there and have all of their, their expenses paid for. So, Yes, we're still going to have that. Not to mention, you know, all of these corporations are really showing their butts and saying, oh, we're going to pay $4,000 travel stipends for women to go have abortions. So, you know, now you talk about Plan B. Of Let's course, talk about that Plan real B. quick. Let's talk about that. Okay. Yeah. I, I've been involved in business before. This is the biggest trick in the world. Of yeah. course, every corporation in the world is going to say, Oh yeah, you just need like gas money to go to a different state and have an abortion. Yeah, here's some chump change for that, so that they don't have to pay for maternity. Of course, well, it's, it's so obvious. Everyone thinks, oh, how heroic, how how charitable. No, these are this is corporate America. All they want is deal. that cash money. It's a business deal. It is. It is so much cheaper for them to pay to kill a baby. Yeah than it is for them to provide maternity care, maternity leave. It is so much cheaper for them to pay for a woman to kill her baby. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that that's all it is. It's just a business decision. Um, now, when we talk about Plan B, we talk about abortifacients, 
you know, plan B is not the RU46 pill, okay? But plan B is essentially a high dose of birth control. Right. So, you know, when we talk about contraceptives, we talk about abortifacient contraceptives, we talk about plan B, the Ella emergency contraceptive pill, you know, those things, those are still accessible, freely accessible. Plan B, you know, those one-step pill, things like that, those are still over-the-counter yeah. um, at Walmart, at yeah, CVS. Ph- I mean, can we like call that, that pharmaceutical so, abortion? Yes, and yeah. we're talking about, you know, pharmaceutical abortifacient pills. Right. So those are still available, widely available. In fact, some high schools have vending machines with Planned Parenthood, with uh, Plan B. Help me understand campus. this. Help, I mean, I'm a married guy. I've been married 21 years. I got eight kids. I'm kind of out of the scene. I mean, are there young women who are missing their periods and they're just popping these pharmaceuticals for pharmaceutical abortions like multiple times a year? So not for plan B. So once you have once you have already missed your period, plan B is not going to do anything. Okay. That is that is when you would need RU46. Plan B. But I mean, is where, this a common thing? Oh yeah. Now they're actually I have a I have a screenshot on my phone actually. Um now they're not even calling it abortion. Okay. Right. So now they're calling RU46. They're calling medication abortion missed period pills. What? Yeah. So <laughs> I swear I have a screenshot on my phone. It says if you need to restart your period, you can take these missed period pills. These are abortion pills. Yeah, that's because she had sex with a guy and there's a baby inside of her. And there's a baby inside. Yeah, and then you missed your period. Now you're going to take the RU46 pills. The first pill cuts off progesterone and kills her baby. The second set of pills, misoprostol, will cause her uterus to contract and expel her baby into a toilet where she flushes the toilet and she flushes her baby down the toilet. That's now called a missed period pill. Wow. So, I mean, there's in high school, you're talking about vending machine. I'm just trying to help people under, I mean, a lot of the audience here is not in high school and college. I'm just trying to help people understand it myself. What is high school and college uh, sex culture like? And you're saying that this is ubiquitous. This is now plan. Now plan B is a little bit different. So plan B, what they're encouraging with plan B is, uh, we'll have unprotected, uh, have all the unprotected sex you want. And then when you have unprotected sex, just go to the little vending machine, put in 20 bucks, get a plan B pill, take a plan B, and then you won't get pregnant. And, but if you already do have a fertilized egg in your womb, AKA human, a human being that hasn't yet implanted on your womb, not to worry, you'll just flush it out of your body. Dang. And then they're all like, oh, we got to eat healthy. I want chemical free food and all that. Meanwhile, they're just loading their body with chemicals Mm -hmm. and hormones. Right. And then they're wondering why, you know, 26 year olds are having heart attacks. They're wondering why 20, you know, 20, 28 year olds are getting breast cancer. They're, you know, they're wondering why 20 year olds are having strokes. 
Yeah. You know, they're wondering why these things are happening, yet there is a culture full of parents who are putting their children starting at 11, 12, 13 years old on hormonal birth control. They're giving them access to plan B in junior high and high schools. And then we're going, I can't believe my daughter had a stroke while she was on, you know, cheering on the sidelines of the football game. Well, uh, what? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Like, of course, of course she did. You've been pumping her body full of synthetic hormones that, that will harm her. Yeah. And by the way, I don't know if you remember this Taylor, but you know, several, many years ago, I mean, over 10 years ago, there were all of these lawsuits out on HRT, hormone replacement therapy for women that were going through menopause. Okay. I mean, thousands and thousands of lawsuits from menopausal women suing, there were class action lawsuits, um, on HRT, hormone replacement therapy and the, you know, the drug industry, they dropped all these treatments, blah, blah. By the way, HRT is hormonal birth control. (laughs) Okay. So there were all these class action lawsuits regarding hormone replacement therapy, HRT. Okay. And they stopped putting menopausal women on these pills, the same pills that they're giving to 11, 12, right. 13 year olds. Which is affecting your progesterone and your estrogen, right? Yes, yeah. absolutely. It is progesterone and estrogen. Mm-hmm. And people don't understand progesterone, let's do a little Latin class here. Pro for gesterone, gestation. Like yes. this, like women who often can't uh, keep their baby, they have frequent miscarriages. Like step one is let's get some, let's supplement some progesterone so that you can keep the baby, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what they're doing it here is, is they're manipulating all of that to kill the baby, kill the fetus yep. early. Now, let's pivot here. I've been following on Twitter. I love what you're saying. And a lot of people, including yourself, are like, you know, these liberals, these lefts, these pro-abortion people, they have done this to themselves. They went hard. They push it down our throats year after year. You know, it used to be like even liberal Democrats like Bill Clinton and all that. Like, well, we want it to be safe. What was it? Safe, legal and rare. Yeah. That was their trinity. Yeah. Talk to us about how they push too hard. And finally, they've been not crushed because the battle's not over. No. But uh, we've scored a major touchdown here. Haven't won the Super Bowl, but a major <laughs> touchdown. Uh, explain your perspective on on how they push too hard. Yeah. I mean, that's it. They, you know, when I, okay, 20 years ago, when I started working at Planned Parenthood, the, I mean, what got me into it was the talking point. We're going to keep abortion safely going. We want to prevent the need for abortion. Right. Um, that made sense. That made sense to me as someone who was naive, who didn't know anything about being pro-life, being pro-choice, didn't know much about abortion. That made sense to me. It made sense to moderate Republicans. It made sense to independents. I mean, it made sense to most people, right? I mean, you say we want to keep abortion safely going rare. Most people are like, I mean, that seems like a reasonable goal, right? It wasn't until these, these liberal Democrats, they, first of all, they changed their party platform and they really started shifting on the issue of abortion, abortion became their golden calf. 
okay? And it became their primary issue. And you started to see evidence that it was their primary issue. They started primarying people who were pro-life Democrats, okay? So these people were Democrats in every way, shape, or form. They voted with Democrats on every other issue except for abortion. And the Democratic Party started getting rid of them, right? And so you started seeing a change. And so then um, it it became less about keeping abortion safe, legal, and rare. And it became all about abortion on demand for any reason through all nine months of pregnancy. And all y'all have to pay for it and through your tax money. And the taxpayers yeah. are going to have to pay for it. Right. And that became so extreme. Even these people who were like, you know, sort of moderate or independence or, you know, even some like Democrats who were like, yeah, abortion's like, okay. They were like, whoa, that, this is too much. <laughs> this is too far. I'm not okay with abortion in the seventh, eighth month. I'm not okay with abortion past the point of viability. That was really the line in the sand for most Democrats. That was the line in the sand for most people who consider themselves sort of, semi-liberal or moderate, they blew past that line, right? They went way past the line and they were saying anyone should be able to have an abortion for any reason for all nine months of pregnancy. And people were like, no. And that's when the states really stood up. They revolted. The grassroots movement really stood up and states started passing laws like crazy. They did this to themselves because they really became out of step and out of sync with American culture. It wasn't that. Well, they hold on there. Hold on. There, and part of a big part of, well, there, there's many American cultures, but a big part of American culture in 2022 is you got to just be having lots of sex with lots of people. Yeah. That's a big part of it. And so I think the culture that really embraces that, are also saying, well, we gotta, we gotta be able to abort these babies. I mean, how am I gonna go to college? How am I gonna hold down a job if I'm having a baby every two years? Right? That's true, but very, very, very few people, okay? Very few people. Like only 15% of the American population or less believe in abortion in the third trimester. Right, yeah. Okay, and so American culture is like, um, abortion the first trimester, okay. Abortion the second and third trimester, Americans are like, I don't know. That's well, that, a, second a, trimester is iffy. Third trimester is a no. Americans do not want that. And America is only one in seven countries that allows abortion in the third trimester. Yes. Amazing. It it shocks me. You know, if you I mean, and we're talking about we're in line with like states like I mean, countries like China. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's yeah, not, most I mean, of the European countries are more restrictive than us. They are. They're like, you can't have an abortion like past 12 weeks. Yeah. So we, I mean, we're really out of step with the world. And so it was just like, okay, we want to be able to hook up and have an abortion in the first trimester, but like in the second and third, that just feels gross. That feels right. like icky. And that's when people really just, they were like, I can't get on board with this anymore. 
I can't, I, you know, I can't do this anymore. And, you know, even a lot of my liberal friends were like, it's too far. Mm. It's, it's too much. What do we say? I mean, Abby, you and I are Catholics. We're pro-life from conception to death. Uh, you and I got criticism when we were working with Catholics for Trump. I don't want to get into that too much. There are certain voices in the pro-life movement that are like, you're compromising. They'll say, you know, well, now you're fighting for no abortion in the third trimester. Why not no abortion at all? And so there's, there's some of us who see it as what I call incrementalism. Like, let's just take whatever we can get. Like, this is, this is like a football game. Like, we have to get first downs. First downs turn into touchdowns. Touchdowns turn into victories. We got to play de- defense and take ground, take ground, take ground. There are other people who are like, no, unless you are 100% consistent all the time, it's totally a compromise, it's totally worthless. Um, everyone seems to be rejoicing right now, but but don't you agree that we do need to start chopping away third trimester, second trimester, and on the way down? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, all those people that criticize us for being for Trump, yeah, like, yeah, well... Uh, where's their criticism now? No, they're all excited, which is great. But I'm yeah, kind of well, like, we remember when y'all were Trump, like trashing us on the had... Trump? You were trashing us on Amy Coney Barrett, you're, all that. And yeah. and we were just trying to do our best. We're just trying to get a first down is what we were doing. Now we got a touchdown. Everybody wants to rejoice on it. I don't want to name names or dog people. But it's like, look, we, you have, there is an incremental, like wars aren't won on the first battle. There's several battles that win a war. And we have to be incremental and move the ball down the field. I think most rational people understand that. Yeah. Well, I mean, if we hadn't had Trump, we wouldn't have this no. win. I mean, that's that's the bottom line. So while everybody was trashing Trump, it's like we understood we need him for for this Supreme Court win. Imagine right? if Hillary had won. We wouldn't be here. No. In fact, if we had had Hillary, all of our all of our pro-life state laws would have already been overturned. Mm. So yeah, people, people are like, Oh, 30 pieces of silver for Supreme court justice, Supreme court justices matter. And we see how much they matter now. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, I think there's some, not all pro-life laws are, or what people consider pro-life laws are good. Okay. I mean, there was a law, there was a law one time they were trying to pass and I don't remember what state it was, uh, that was like, well, we're going to, we're going to anesthetize the fetus before we kill it. And I'm like, no, that's no, that's not a good law. Um, you know, there's some, there's some pro-life laws that I'm just like, we need to think better here, you know, on this law. Um, but for the most part, I mean, I think pro-life laws are good. I mean, I supported the heartbeat law right here in Texas. Um, I still do. And I think it was an incredible historical moment here in the state of Texas. And, and I know personally many babies that have been saved because of the heartbeat law here in Texas. It didn't save every baby, but this isn't going to save every baby. Overturning Roe isn't going to save every baby. Right. But it will save many. (laughs) And so I think we just we keep working. We keep working. Many times laws do change culture. And in many times 
culture changes law. And, and so, you know, we just keep working. You keep working to transform hearts. You keep working to transform your culture. And then you also keep being the church and you keep walking alongside women. You keep accompanying them on their own journey. And I mean, that's really what changes the culture is, is working with people one-on-one working with people individually. Yeah. And a, a big part of this culture change is valuing human life. Not all cultures on earth value human life in an equal degree. Right. Some of them like Chinese culture does not value human life in di- right. many different ways. Um, part of valuing human life is also realizing life isn't perfect. People do sin. There will be out of wedlock babies. There will be single, single mothers. There will be widows. There will be, unfortunately, divorces. And, and there will be children in foster care, orphans. What are you doing? What can we do to now care for all of these people who are in broken situations and difficult situations? Yeah. So, you know, now is, I mean, we should have already been doing this, but if we haven't been, then uh, now is really the time to, for the pro-life movement, the church, uh, to really double down on our efforts to assist those in need. Um, you know, if, if people don't know where their local pregnancy resource center is, you need to know. Uh, you need to know. You need to go tour it. You need to see what they do, where they are, and how you can support them. Everybody should be giving monthly to at least one pro-life organization. I agree with that. And um, do your and, research. Yeah. Not all pro-life groups are equal. That's right. Do your research. Get to know the people. Go visit actually get involved and volunteer. Yeah. Um, you know, but I mean, we give monthly to several, um, but you know, everybody needs to be giving to at least one, um, let them figure out who you want to give to, um, pray about it. But we all need to be giving financially, even if it's five, 10 bucks a month, it's five, 10 bucks a month that they didn't have. And we all need to be doing that. And it would make a real difference if we all did it. Um, you know, we need to be posting about them on our social media. We need to make people aware of where they are. Every time my family does a shopping trip, wherever we are, um, we always pick up an item for our local pregnancy center that we support. And we go drop it off as a family because I want my kids to know that we are pro-life. This is something that we do, right? Being pro-life isn't just a slogan. It's not just something that we say. It's not just something that we check a box and be like, oh yeah, okay, I'm pro-life. It's a way of life. And we as the church have to start living like this is a way of life. And, you know, churches honestly have to start doing more to really perpetuate a culture of life inside the church. And, you know, how are we doing that? How are we doing that as a parish? How are we doing that as a Catholic church? I'm not sure we've done enough. And I know we haven't done enough. Um, inside of our parishes. And there are little things that we can do. You know, there are little things to show people who are coming into our doors that our congregation is one that loves life, that supports life, that loves babies, that loves mothers, that that loves the broken, 
Right. And so like our, you know, our parish, um, you know, yeah, we want, yes, we want, you know, the, the priest to talk about life and to talk about abortion and to talk about repentance and forgiveness. Of course, right. We want our priests to do that, but every single mass daily mass, Sunday mass, whatever, um, every single, every single day in the prayers of the faithful, we pray for an into abortion every single day in the prayers of the faithful. We pray for those who have had abortions that are seeking forgiveness. So simple, right? Um, and that lets people know everybody sitting in the pews that this is a church that's against abortion. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, twice a year we have a huge supply drive for pregnancy centers in, in our community. You know, our church comes in, they bring in items. It's in our bulletin. It's on the website. Let's people know that we support our pregnancy centers. We are pro-life here, right? We also um, started every uh, twice a year. We have a, a vigil, a, a candlelight vigil that's open to the community. That is, uh, it's it's a vigil for babies that have been lost. So by abortion, by miscarriage, stillbirth whatever. And it's open to everyone and people can come and receive prayer. And it's a healing mm-hmm. service for those women and men. It's beautiful. Yeah. And it lets people know that we value children in the womb. And, uh, you know, and there's just little things like our respect life committee, which I'm ahead of, of course, um, our respect life committee, we, we put up, you know, a shelving system that had diapers and wipes in it in both men and women's bathrooms. Right. And we put up a little sign that's like, you know, this is from the respect life committee. We love you. We love your babies. Please keep coming, you know, whatever. Right. I mean, it's just little things like that showing that this is a parish that respects life, that respects moms, that respects dads and that respects babies. Yeah. And I hope, I don't think we're there yet, Abby, but I hope we get to a place, unfortunately, I don't want to go down this rabbit trail, but the American bishops generally and as a majority have not been the vocal leaders in this. And I hope moving forward, the Catholic culture in the United States and in the world, when a young lady, right now, everyone says, is the Catholic church against abortion? Yes, everybody knows that, except for a few people. (laughs) Yeah, But it should also be, If you're pregnant, if you're in a crisis, where do you go? The first thought that everyone should hopefully we get to think of is I got to go to that local Catholic church. They're the people who help. They're the they're the ones who will help you. Uh, I don't think we're there yet as an American Catholic culture, but that's where we need to move. Uh, And Mm -hmm. and initiatives like even just having diapers and wipes available. That's, again, getting a first down, moving the ball down the field. So we need more of that. Yeah. Uh, tell us uh, where people can follow you, Twitter, Loveline, all the things that you're up to. Yeah, yeah. So uh, my website is just abbyj.com, A-B-B-Y-J.com. Um, all my socials are on there. I have a podcast called Politely Rude. Um, you can listen to it there on my website or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Um I have ministries and then there were none. We get abortion clinic workers out of the industry and into hope and healing and relationship with Christ. We've helped over 625 workers leave the industry and seven full-time abortion doctors. Pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, Websites on my website. Um, Also, uh, I started a ministry a couple of years ago called Loveline. 
Uh, it is a crisis, 24-hour crisis support line. And I think it's important for people to, to know about Loveline, to remember the website, loveline.com, because you may not need it, but we hear from people all the time who run into people who do need it. So you may be at a restaurant, maybe the waitress, maybe the person checking you out of your hotel, it could be, you know, somebody at the gas station, whatever. Um, you know, we serve women in crisis pregnancies. We serve single moms, single dads who are behind on utility bills, rent, car payments, whatever, um, to build up a culture of life yeah. and uh, to, to let them know that we're here for them, that we're not just pro-birth. We are pro-life and we want to help moms and families and we want to help families stay together too. And, um, and so we provide counseling, we provide family counseling, marriage counseling, um, whatever. And so we are a case management program, comprehensive case management program. Um, so loveline.com people can go find out more about what we do and delay. We're back. Weird, weird connection. We're back. Yeah, we're back. All right. <laughs> let's close it with a prayer. Do you want to do an our father? Hail Mary. Glory be. Uh, glory be. Let's do a glory be to thank God for the overturn of Roe v. Wade. Also, everybody watching, man, there's 1,200 of you live right now, but only 495 thumbs up likes. You guys got to get those likes up for Adam <laughs> Johnson. Come on. That's not even half of you. And then, of course, there's two like liberal Jesuits who gave a thumb down. Who cares about them? You know? <laughs> Come on. It's, ja okay. it's James Martin. Good. He's yeah, it's James listening. Martin and his roommate. Um, <laughs> we just, that was great. We just immediately got a hundred, hundred bump there, but you guys, come on, you got to give the thumbs up bump for Abby Johnson. Get those, get those likes up. Come on. All right. We're going to pray the, uh, glory be you want to do it in Latin or English. No shame in, in either one. Let's just do it in English. Right, give let's me do a break. It in Taylor. English. I'm still, right. I'm, I'd be embarrassed if <laughs> I tried right. to do it in Latin. All right. I'll do the first half. You do the second. Okay. <laughs> In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. All right. Abby Johnson, thanks for being on. I uh, just want to remind everybody, pray your rosary every day. Continue to pray. Look, this is not the end of abortion, as Abby said. Right. Right? This is just a touchdown. We're winning, but it's not over yet. And there's so many things that need to be done. So let's celebrate. Let's rejoice in the afterglow. But then we got to get back to work this week. Right, Abby? Yeah, that's right. There's too much work to do for us to sit around and celebrate all day. So, I mean, celebrate. Savor the yes. victory, right? I mean, I'm celebrating. I'm celebrating. Have I a celebrated cake, all weekend. Whatever, but we've, we've got to keep working, you know? Yes, yes. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for watching. Remember, our Lord Jesus Christ is the light of the world and the salt of the earth. So go out there and be salty. God bless. Godspeed. Abby, thanks for being with us. Of course. Thanks, Taylor. All right. See you next time.